There is no such thing as work-life balance. Everything worth fighting for unbalances your life. That's a quote from Elaine D. Botton. Welcome to the Recharge Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Mitchell Schwent. The mission of this podcast is to provide you the tools, tactics, strategies, and resources to recharge your life. The episodes are geared to make an impact on your life in 15 minutes or less, along with more in-depth special episodes interviewing experts across numerous disciplines. This show will guide you through getting the most from your body and mind to generate the maximum performance you want in your life. Let's jump into today's episode. Welcome to episode nine of Recharge. What I want to share in this episode is how to get the best results with sleep aid. And that might not be a super exciting topic, but when you take into consideration the millions of people that suffer from insomnia and how it's generally dealt with, it is a huge problem, not only in the United States, but in societies around the world. Unfortunately, insomnia is a complicated problem. There's usually a psychological component to it. It feeds on itself, and it forces people into behaviors that aren't always necessarily the most healthy approach for getting sleep. Oftentimes, over-the-counter supplements or alcohol is used to try to get some sleep. You know, we've all been there before at some point in our life with, uh, you know, some stress building, looking at the alarm clock repetitively, waking up in the middle of the night and having a hard time falling asleep, and really understanding a little bit about some of the risks of self-medicating and also some techniques on how to maybe limit the risk of developing a uh, permanent reliance on those substances. That's what I want to share in this and to give some information and hopefully some tools and tactics to put things in context. You know, short-term use of prescription sleep aids is clearly beneficial and uh, it's well documented. And and as long as it's done in a safe manner with a clear discussion between a physician and a patient, uh, that's really key. You know, I see a lot of people that borrow sleep medications from friends or coworkers, and it certainly is just a recipe for disaster. Having worked in an emergency department uh, over the last uh, 15 plus years, I've seen, unfortunately, a number of cases of uh, serious interactions and on an occasional note of fatality from improper use. But I don't want to belabor that point. Uh, What I'm sharing is part of the uh, One Week for Better Sleep course, uh, which you can find. uh, I'll share a little bit more about that at the end. But what I want to get into first here is just to give you six different tactics to not only get the most from prescription sleep medications, if that applies, but also to help limit the reliance and the dependence on these substances. Uh, I've shared before that uh, a type of medication like a benzodiazepine is a bad result and there's data on dementia, but let's jump into the six tips here. So the first is timing. Uh, The medications have a specific onset of action and they wear off at a certain point. They're metabolized out of the body and this is by design. They're generally uh, taken at the beginning of sleep, not in the middle of the night or early morning hours. A, a person who's utilizing sleep medications in the, in the middle of the night, early morning hours is often left feeling hungover, groggy, or even potentially unsafe to drive or operate machinery or even to make complex decisions in the business world. That's a key point. The next is the intention. Setting you know, a clear intention at the outset about what the medication is designed to accomplish that can really you know, help you know, bring in a sense of, of safety and security, uh, knowing what is being taken and what the outcome is. And also, this ties into a little bit about the start and stop point I'm going to bring up here, but setting a clear timeline, a boundary about how long these medications are going to be taken, setting a nebulous goal like, when I start to sleep better, I'll stop. And you know the 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 vagueness and the lack of specificity of better just is really an open ended 
invitation to continue using sleep aids indefinitely, which is not in the best interest of health in general. The next point is consistency. Uh, I see people who, you know, they want to use the medication, but they're worried about it in some fashion. Maybe they didn't get all their questions answered by their prescribing uh, healthcare professional, and they they try to hoard them or not use them on a consistent basis. They're lying in bed at night, looking at the clock, hoping that they can sleep, trying to shut the mind off, and just really creating another pattern of anxiety about sleep. So, you know, if, if insomnia is a clearly a disruptive problem in your life, it's interfering with relationships, work productivity, causing you to fall asleep behind the wheel, a variety of things. You know, if your doctor thinks that it's the right choice for you, then discuss the consistency and when they should be used. Or perhaps there's a trigger. A lot of people, uh, you know, have Sunday night blues and have difficulty getting to sleep on Sunday with the thought of the busy work week coming up. That might be a time for certain people to consistently take the medication. Uh, there might be some dedicated nights that are are marked as off during the week. Maybe, you know, you, you're in a, a softball league on Thursday night and there's a chance for some alcohol consumption. Uh, sleep medication should clearly not be taken in that context, which brings me to my next point. This is not a cocktail. It's not a, a, a mix and see what happens. One, substances that have the potential to sedate and depress the brain are combined together. It's often a synergistic effect. And what that means is that one plus one doesn't equal two. It could equal three, four, six, or eight, just clearly depending on the substances involved. And, you know, alcohol is commonly used to manage anxiety and depression and help with sleep, but the the metabolism of it and just how it works on the brain in general uh, generally causes more harm than good. And clearly mixing any of these medications together is a recipe for potential disaster. Bringing up the final point is really what's going on in the background. Oftentimes, insomnia can be linked to anxiety, which can be linked to depression. And untreated conditions such as this obviously uh, cause tragedy, heartbreak, and hopelessness in our society. We see increasing rates of suicide. We see uh, um, relationships uh, becoming uh, you know chaotic and disruptive and, and dissolved, and so uh, you know it's not a simple answer. I'm not sh- suggesting that you know this can be solved with a pill or just a one size fits all. Fortunately, there are people that have dedicated their lives to help solve these issues. Whether it's a therapist, a mental health worker, a family doctor, there is a whole branch of psychology and a technique called cog- cognitive behavioral therapy, and there are actually specialists that that in this niche focus on helping people with sleep and insomnia, which is oftentimes tied together with anxiety and a few other things. So the take-home point here is, you know, there are some strategies to help minimize the risk of being hooked on these. You know, think of it as like an ankle sprain. You wouldn't wear a brace on the ankle for the next 15 years. It's used for short term, let the body heal, solve the problem, and move on. And with proper use, counseling, intervention, and a proactive approach, hopefully that'll be the case for people who are using prescription sleep aids. So I hope you found this helpful in some fashion. Uh, If you have any questions, you can certainly reach out to me on social media, wherever you hang out. And as mentioned, this is part of the One Week to Better Sleep course. There are over 8,000 people in that course at present time from around the world who have used the information, tools, tactics, and strategies that are shared in that course to get better sleep on a consistent basis. So as always, be well. Have a fantastic week. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today. 
If you found value in this episode and the show, please share a review on iTunes as it really helps the show get discovered. Please share your biggest takeaway. And as always, I want to help you answer the burning questions in your mind. So reach out to me at MitchellMD.com or on social media, wherever you hang out. Make today incredible, and I'll see you on the next episode of the Recharge Podcast.